Hello and welcome to the Writer's Corner. I'm your host, Deborah Mark, and today we're going to take a behind-the-scenes look at the development of the audible script, Tommy Has a Yeast Infection. Joining us are Will Lewis, writer and director, Chris Lewis, co-producer, Callan Dorval, associate producer, actor Sam Kernett, who plays Tommy, Ariel Hansen, who plays April, Jody Baxmeyer, who plays Ross, and Paul Gray, who plays Skip. Welcome, everyone. Hey. Uh, Hello. Hey, Hi there. how's it going? Thanks so much for joining me today. My first question is for Will and Chris. Will, you wrote this script about a guy, a guy who has a yeast infection. The title alone is enough to make some people laugh. What in the world possessed you to choose that as the context for a story, and why did you pick that particular ailment? Very good question, Deborah. Um, I, you know, Tommy was my sophomore script, and you know, in in, in preparing and, and thinking about the story and the outline and all these other things, you know, my my brother and I had worked very closely with our on our first script, and. Uh, you know, he, I discussed some of the ideas with Tommy with him, but I, I really wanted to kind of, I really wanted to carve out this story as one of my very own because, uh, years ago I was very heavy into cycling and, you know, I was on the Lance Armstrong bandwagon and, uh, this was right around the time of his comeback, I guess, after he had retired. And I really enjoyed cycling, really enjoyed riding. But anyone who's ever worn cycle, the cycling shorts, which are the real stretchy type shorts with the little pad uh, padding built in, uh, sometimes they can bind in ways that you didn't expect. And so, you know, they can be uncomfortable at times when you're when you're riding, you know, 60, 70 miles. So I just decided one day, genius that I am, that I was going to, you know, one day when I was in the shower, I was going to go down uh to the, my nether regions and make things a lot smoother and, you know, hopefully eliminate some of the, uh, some of the pinching problems that arise sometimes when you ride. And so, you know, I decided to go, I don't know what it's called, but whatever the cut is, <laughs> I decided to just clean house, you know, cut down the rainforest. <laughs> and, uh, I cut myself and as enthusiastic as I was about cycling and exercising, and spite of the cut, I refused to stop riding. And of course, that irritated things, made matters a little worse. I ended up having to go to the doctor. Um, and eventually it cleared up. Thank goodness. But, it, it, you know, for a while there, it, it, it was a little touch and go. You know, uh, it, it's not, it's a very embarrassing thing to have to go to the doctor about. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, and oddly enough, a couple of months after that, uh, I was talking to my mom about one of her uh, one of her friends, and her her friend had a grandchild who was premature, and was being you know treated in the hospital in in an incubator. And I guess when babies are born too early like that, their immune system is very weak. So they were having to treat the baby with a lot of antibiotics to keep it healthy. Well, uh, that gave the baby a case of thrush. And I'd never really heard about thrush or knew what it was. I did a little research and found out that, aha, uh -huh, uh, men and women are equally susceptible to thrush. It's something that you can get, you know, for a lot of different reasons. One is taking too many antibiotics. 
So the, you know, with the experience that I had from the cycling injury and the story, the, the information that my mom told me about her friend's grandchild, I kind of, you know, threw all these ideas together and shook them up in the bag. And that was the genesis for the, stump, the uh, story of Tommy has a yeast infection. Well, thank you for sharing that info. All right, I have one more question for you, Will. I'm sure you've had numerous challenges to overcome with this project. Audible scripts appear poised to become the next generation of audiobooks. Please explain the process of casting for this and how it differs from casting for an audiobook. Oh, sure. Well, you know, casting for an audiobook is pretty straightforward. You, you audition narrators. If you're the author or the producer, you audition narrators, you pick the best one, and then you, you know, sign that person. You come to some sort of agreement, sign that person up, and they go and they record uh, the entire book from A to Z, from start page one to the end to the last page. With an audio script, with an audible script, the process is different because you are actually casting uh, different actors for every character that's in the story. So uh, you've got to, you know, you have a lot more moving parts, if you will, that you have to consider. Like uh, everyone's availability, for example, in an audio book, uh, you don't really have to be concerned with whether you know this person is going to be available at the same time as this person, so that you can get them together in a session and record their their scene. Uh, but with an audible script, you know, if you've got five, six people in one scene who have lines, that's one of the big things you need to consider. So, as part of the casting process, we also request everyone's availability because. We want to know, you know, we have to know when we, when we assess your acting skills as well as your, the sound of your mic, we need to know what your availability is over the, over the period of shooting or recording the script. Uh, because if, if you're not available that much, we, just, we frankly, we, we may not be able to use you in that role. So a lot of different things that you have to consider uh, in terms of casting an audible script compared to the more traditional audiobook. All right. Thanks, Will. We're going to move on to Callan. As associate producer, what are your responsibilities on an Audible script project like Tommy? Well, as associate producer, I'm mostly just involved with casting. I kind of get the word out there, post the casting call on various acting websites and forums and try to get as much interest and as many auditions in as possible. And outside of that, I just do whatever I can to help out and make sure that everything runs smoothly. All right. Well, Callan, there are plenty of outrageously funny and original moments in the story. What's one of your favorites? I think my favorite part of the script definitely is the scene with the women's group meeting. And you get all these great actors in one place and... um we just had some really fun moments doing the improv for it, and it's just hilarious. You have to hear it to believe it. It's just so funny. All right, we're going to move on to Sam. You play the lead every man in this story, yet no man I've ever known has been diagnosed with a yeast infection. What made you decide to try out for such a role? Well, it's pretty much that very statement. Um, this is something I'd never heard of happening before either. It was a you know completely new kind of experience as far as I was concerned, and it kind of seemed like pioneering something and breaking new ground. Uh, you know, I thought it would be really interesting to see how someone would react in that situation because it's so different 
you know, it seems so benign because everyone's heard of yeast infections before. They're not a completely foreign entity to, you know, anyone who has access to medical care or has watched a TV show with doctors on it. Um, but this is a very specific situation, which I've never, ever heard of anyone ever having to deal with. Uh, and it just seemed like it would be fun to be thrown into that and find out what happens. So then you didn't really have reservations about playing a guy with the yeast infection? No, none at all. Um, uh, if I was a method actor, I would probably have a very different answer to that question. Uh, but it did not bother me in the slightest. What was your biggest challenge playing this role? Uh, my biggest challenge was probably convincing my wife that I wasn't being brutally murdered. Uh, it, it just sort of serendipitously happened that there was one week where all of the Tommy yelling or Tommy screaming or Tommy making an unintelligibly loud noise scenes were all being recorded on that same week. Um, and there was a point where I came out of my office after recording one evening and my wife came up to me and said, I had to remind myself that you're okay and that that was all fake. Um, she she was actually legitimately worried about me at one point, which I guess is a testament to my unbridled acting skill. Um, but and yeah, a lovely it was def- wife. Yes, yes, that she cares. It's always good. She wasn't just in it for the money. <laughs> for your fans out there, what other performances can they see you in and can they follow you on Twitter or on the web? Uh, I am absolutely on the Twitters. You can find me at Sam Kernit. That's S-A-M-K-U-R-N-I-T. As far as other performances, uh, I live in the New York City area. I do a bunch of stuff around the city, a little bit of film, a little bit of TV, a little bit of theater. Uh, If you follow me on Twitter, you will find out about all of it, I guarantee. All right. Thanks so much, Sam. Ariel, you're up next. You play April, Tommy's love interest. Can you tell us what are some of the qualities of your character that appeal to you? Well, when I was reading the character description, I found it really interesting that she was an entomologist obsessed with bees. You know, there, I, I heard this little buzzing noise in the back of my head going, addition, addition. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I better do that. Also, when I got the um, voice reference, when it, they gave Zoe Deschanel as an example, I was like, I could do a Zoe Deschanel type character. That could be fun. And yeah, just the quirky, fun nature. She's got a little sass going on. That all really appealed to me. So Yeah. How is performing this role different from other acting experiences that you've had in the past? Well, first off, I actually learned something. I learned that you can get yeast infections in all sorts of different areas, not just where you normally hear about them. That was good to learn. And then just in terms of voice acting, we actually got to interact with each other. And whenever I've done any voice acting in the past, it was always just me doing all my lines. And then they did a, had a separate session for the other person to record their lines. So it was really cool getting to interact and work off of each other. For those listeners out there who want to see more of your performances, how can they find out what other projects that you're involved in? Hey, Ariel, can I uh, <clears throat> interrupt here? Uh, 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 excuse I, me, I, I Lloyd. Would, oh. what, what, what's going on here? Yes. Hi, this is Lloyd. Um, um, you, you were talking about performances. Um, I'm very interested in that question, uh, Ariel. What kind of performances would you have for me, you know? Uh, <laughs> 
Well, I'm actually I actually used to do a lot of martial arts when I was younger. So there would be a lot of kicks in the face. <laughs> oh. Ooh. You like the rough stuff. That's what you're saying. Okay, I got you. Hey, I got a question for you. Um, hey, are your legs tired? Because you've been running through my mind all day long, Ariel. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, running away from you as fast as possible. Oh, oh, now wait a second. Don't be so mean. Come on, Sugar Shorts. It's me, Lloyd. You know we go way back. Way, way back. <laughs> uh, Deborah, how are you? Well, I was doing great until you uh, showed up, Lloyd, and kind of ruined the party here. Oh, now, come on. Don't be that way. Oh, I'm, I, just I, I'm just kidding. I came. I mean, how can you do a behind-the-scenes episode without the top bicyclist in this story, A.K.A. Lloyd, and that's me? Know what I'm saying? I do. I'm really sorry. I completely forgot about you. But now that that's you're right. here, can I introduce you? Can I? Can I? Can I Please. give your real name? All right, Josiah Bildner, ladies and gentlemen. Woohoo! <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's is there me. anything that you would like to talk about, Lloyd? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, let's see. Anything I would like to talk about? Did you enjoy working on Tommy? <laughs> uh, working on Tommy? No. Did you enjoy working on this Audible <laughs> script? How's that? I enjoyed working on uh, Around April because she appeals to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to move on. Is that okay oh. with you? I suppose, <laughs> I suppose you can move on. Thank you very much. I will leave now. Ariel, for those listeners out there who want to see more of your performances, how can they find out what other projects you're involved in? Well, I have a Twitter account, which I update regularly, which is at A-R-I-E-L-R-H-A-N-S-E-N. I also have a Facebook fan page, Ariel Hansen. And as well, I'm the head writer and one of the partners on a website called The Geek Supremacy Project, where we discuss everything geek and try and keep everyone updated in the world of geekery. Oh, very cool. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Jody, what, what compelled you to audition for this project? Deborah. <clears throat> and I may call you Deborah. I'm assuming I can call you Deborah. Of course. Um, there's not enough being done about yeast infections, Deborah. I've noticed after taking this role here, uh, there's a lot of yeast infection TV commercials out there, and I'm starting to think it's not a coincidence. I'm not saying this is Ebola or anything, but I I'm also saying it's obviously not going away either. Um, two, I thought it'd be cool to be paid to be a character for a change. You know, uh, being a character oftentimes in my life has, has not quite worked out well in my behalf. Uh, divorces and and other things. Uh, this was really a good PR move for me to be a character. So I decided that this was uh, something I should jump into. And three, I have a horrendous lip picking habit that I thought I could break because being a voice artist, you know, picking your lip and moving the mouth is quite difficult as I just tried to do there. You can, you could tell I slumped it up a little bit. So I had to give up the lip picking there. So I find that's working. Uh, I think those are pretty much the primary reasons why I try to do the, uh, uh, the big gig, yeah. Fascinating. All right, I want you to be honest. Did you originally try out for the role of Tommy, or did you zero in on Ross from the start and knew you just had to play him? Do you, you really want me to be honest? You didn't I say really, that because I really, of it, course, yes. You have to be honest then. Mm -hmm. So, 
Okay. Uh, no, I pretty much tried out for every single role possible because I had, you know, a uh, struggling voice artist, um, you know, spending a lot of Friday nights alone with my cat, let me tell you. So, um, yep, I tried out for everyone, except in all fairness, and I'm being honest, I didn't try out for the female roles because I didn't want anybody coming back to me saying, oh, you're just gender stereotyping. That's a terrible PR, so I didn't try for the female roles, but I pretty much tried for all of them. All, you pretty much all of them. Jo, jo, uh, Jody likes to hang out with his cat and his giant uh, burger filled with uh, bacon. Just wanted to put that in there. <laughs> you know, Another fascinating I, fact. And you know what? If it wasn't for the fact that he was Lloyd saying that, he's yeah. actually... Hey. It, it is very true. I do... Um, I spend far too much time with my cat. Because, you know, I mean... The, I can be honest. My cat doesn't, doesn't pick the high-priced meals on the menu. Mm-hmm. It's a cheap date. And uh, kind of good with the ladies, too. Un- unconditional love. Uh, there's that, too, as well. You know, if I say it's tuna tonight there, Bert, uh, he doesn't, you know, he's, he's cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Jody, what was the best part about being involved in this project? Uh, I would say that, you know, uh, you know, I've learned a lot. And um, I, I can now say with confidence that my friends can approach me at any point in time and ask me anything about yeast infections. So I feel I've developed as a, as a person uh, as so well. It was educational. It was educational. I think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Can you share two things about yourself with our audience that might surprise them? Oh, I, I could probably share 12 things. Um, uh, uh, let me see. Let's limit it to two. Uh, let's limit it to two. Okay. Um, well, I'm beginning to lose sleep at night, wondering if my cat has a yeast infection. He has some smelly, smelly breath. <laughs> Although I'm unsure if it's a yeast infection or it's the tuna. I'm kind of leaning towards the tuna. Um, second thing, uh, two, two, number two. Um, people are sometimes quite, quite surprised when I tell them I'm as, as old as I am because I play a lot of competitive sports. Um, so it brings them to the next point of, you know, what, what's the, uh, the brand of hair color that I use. Um, and I'm not telling anybody about that. That's a secret. So that'd that be number three. That's my next question. Okay. No, you, I think, I think I recall hearing somebody saying, no, 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 two is just fine. So, but you know, sometimes we have to do follow up questions, you know, it just, that's just, that's the nature enough. of the job. Let's leave that for the third book then. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. We also have Paul, who plays the role of Skip in the story. Paul, what was the most difficult aspect of bringing Skip to life? You know, Skip and I actually do share some similarities. He is a ball of energy, and so am I. So, you know, it it really wasn't too difficult to actually play the character. What was your favorite interaction with the main characters, Tommy and April? That's a really good question. Uh... It was when my character Skip had to fix the toilet in Tommy's apartment. I found it amazing how Skip kept brutally interrupting the conversation between Tommy and Connie, and they kept going like he wasn't even there. For April was when uh, Skip had a mischievous moment when he lets April in the patio, knowing what Tommy was up to. (laughs) I mean, I just found that hilarious. Paul, how did you get your start in voice acting, and what advice would you give to our listeners out there who want to start a career? Sure. I started about a year ago. I discovered my favorite voice actress, Stevie Valance, was actually teaching a workshop in Toronto. 
I took it and I have to say it was an amazing experience. I learned some great techniques from her. If you want to start a career in voice acting, I recommend definitely taking a workshop. Reason being is because you can actually get some hands-on experience and you find out the do's and don'ts of uh, voice acting. And lastly, my final tip is to pick up a book. It is the best book, the best thing you're ever going to read. It is called The Arts of Voice Acting. All right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. One last question for Will and Chris. What are some of the other stories on your to-do list that we can look forward to? Oh, you can you can go first on this one, Chris. Okay, sure. Um, well, I'm working on a historical fictional piece uh, about Beowulf. We all know Beowulf. He's the hero. He fought the evil monster Grendel. Um, set back in the uh, seventh, I believe, seventh century A.D. Um, so my story is about Beowulf, but it's the true story of Beowulf that's, uh, largely unknown. And he's really a, you're going to have to wait and find out. You're such a tease. All right, Will. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um... I, uh, well, you know, when I first started writing, I had, you know, I just started brainstorming, sometimes intentionally, sometimes just by happenstance, ideas for stories. And uh, I would always write a quick little blurb to myself, you know. I would email myself the the premise for the story and maybe an idea for the title so I wouldn't forget it. So uh, I've got about a dozen of these sort of stashed away uh, that I would love to write someday. Uh, And I can tell you that uh, I have figured out my own little secret for helping myself dream. Now, sometimes when you dream, you, you dream very weird things, you know, just stuff like, uh, I don't know, dogs with chicken legs that walk on ceilings and, and, and you know, <laughs> very, very uh, unique things. Mm-hmm. But other times, uh, for me personally, I dream in terms of things that might actually turn into good stories. And so I try to make myself dream whenever I can. My secret for dreaming is I get up early. You know, I usually exercise. I run five miles a day. Uh, and I come back and maybe I'll eat uh, an orange or a bowl of cereal or something, do, do a little work on my computer. And then I'll take a nap, a power nap. And I have the most vivid dreams whenever I do that, whenever I go back to sleep after working out. Uh, and, and sometimes I get ideas. Sometimes it works. Sometimes I get good ideas for stories. Sometimes I don't. Um, but out of all those out of those dozen stories and i i'll I'll have to admit that we've been so busy with this project i haven't looked at them in months so i can't remember it would be hard for me to say which ones are the best ones but uh i think one of the ones uh shall we talk about interstellar mission chris or do we want do we not want to give too much of that away interstellar will will, before you get into that yeah 
Can I tell oh, you? Oh, hi, Lloyd. How are you? Yeah, uh, can I tell you what I dream about? Because you were talking about dreams. I like to dream about April. Oh, my God. In a flying <laughs> chicken outfit. No, wait. What? April in a flying chicken outfit. That's what I like to dream about. Yes. And she's on a bicycle and she's going up the hill very, very fast. And, but and then what's how at the top? am I flying wait, if no. I'm riding a bike? But what's at the top of the hill? Me holding the trophy <laughs> on Coach Pilkey's team. That's what I like. But you know, I think tonight, Will, if I may, I think tonight I might uh, dream about uh, Deborah. You know, <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. Like, like maybe, you know, if we're at McDonald's or something. You know, you know, Deborah, if you were a sandwich at McDonald's, you know what you'd be? What would I be? McGorgeous. Oh, that's greasy. So sweet, Lloyd. That is really, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me, I think. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm definitely dreaming about you tonight, baby. Ooh. <laughs> that's it. I'm out. You're out? Okay. So, Will, before you were interrupted, you want to continue? <laughs> uh, okay. There's only so much of Lloyd you can take in one day. Really? <laughs> uh, okay, so we were talking about Interstellar Mission. It is, uh, of course, a sci-fi story which takes place mostly... Well, okay, the premise of the story, and I'm going to just... I'm going to kick myself if somebody steals this idea, and we may even edit this out because yeah, I'm, yeah, don't I'm, give away too much. All right, so okay, so interstellar mission is the story of a group of space travelers who go to a very distant planet in order to uh, the par the, the planet is is in peril, and they go on sort of a uh, missionary uh, trip to try and save the uh, the people, the inhabitants of that planet, and so it's the the, the tentative title we have was interstellar mission. But oh. we can't say a whole lot about it because it's a very unique, it's a very different twist on the whole sci-fi genre in, in, in a way that that's never been done before. Wow. Well, that's exciting. We'll definitely be looking for that. Well, yes. thank you all <laughs> for taking the time to sit down and chat with me about this amazing project. Really appreciate it. Sure. It thank you, Deborah. my pleasure. You're very welcome. Yeah. Great it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's Friday night for me. What else was I going to do? <laughs> well, that wraps <laughs> up this edition of the Writer's Corner. I'm Deborah Mark. Thanks for joining us. And remember to ask all your friends, have you heard any good movies lately? Behind the Scenes Interview. Produced by Deborah Mark. Original music by Ben Sullivan. Available on iTunes.